The She Knows It podcast acknowledges the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation, who are the traditional custodians of the land we stand on. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. May we walk beside them as we strive for a future filled with cultural understanding, reconciliation and a voice for justice and treaty. Hello listeners and welcome to the She Knows It podcast, brought to you by Genesana Institute and the Sisterhood of St Vincent's Foundation. My name is Anastasia Drake and I'm a Year 12 student at Genesano FCJ College. This is a platform where I'll be talking with women who work at St Vincent's Hospital with hopes to inspire young people and to give insight into the phenomenal work of the women who work in health. Joining us as our sisterhood star today is one of our own past Gen Girls, Jane Taylor, the General Manager of Specialty and Cancer Services at St. Vincent's Hospital. Welcome, Jane. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's a privilege to be asked. Well, we're delighted to hear about you and your outstanding work at St. Vincent's. So can you tell us a little bit about your role? So my role is, as you said, it's a bit of a mouthful. It's the General Manager of Specialty and Cancer Service at St. St. Vincent's Public. So Mm -hmm. what that really means is that there are lots of different units and departments that report up to me. So the the units that report to me are the intensive care unit, um, all of cardiac services. So there's a cardiology branch to that and there's a cardiac surgery and a thoracic surgery under that banner. Then the neurosurgery department report through to me and respiratory and then cancer services is hematology and oncology and all those different units have got um, they might have a ward attached to them or it might just be a medical unit they might run um, some inpatient um, or they might run some outpatient or they might run a mixture of both so it's all of those services most importantly at the center of all that is our patients so i need to make sure that any of the patients that pass through any of those areas have the best experience they possibly can and experience the highest standard of care we can give them that's a lot so i guess if you had to pinpoint it down what would a day in the life generally look like for you so a day in the life it starts early between Um, six and seven, you read some emails and then you're at work in the morning and then we Mm -hmm. do what's called a daily management system. So what that means is I get out of my office, which is the highlight of my day, and I go and visit (laughs) all of my clinical areas. And we have a very brief, sometimes brief, but conversation about whether they're good to go. So Mm -hmm. being good to go in healthcare means that have have you got the resources that you need for that day to make your staff and your patients safe? Um, and have there been any incidents that you need to escalate or is there anything in your area that you need to escalate for that day? So I go out and visit all the wards, um, including the, in- the intensive care unit. And then after that, I'm in a series of meetings all day. Um, some of them are dealing with the day's issues. A lot of them are catching up with your varying units to talk about how they're going from a broader point of view. Um, I do... I do lots of interviews. As we all know, healthcare at the moment is a big recruitment hotspot. So if anyone's looking for a job in healthcare, come my way. Um, But on a day-to-day basis, that's kind of what it's involved. You have to be 
these type of roles, you have to be really agile and you have to be mm-hmm. adept and you have to be um, really good at reprioritizing your day from moment to moment. So no matter what you think your day is going to look like, it's going to finish differently. <laughs> that keeps it exciting though. It keeps it a diverse day. <laughs> well, within that incredibly demanding schedule, what would you say your favorite part is? Uh, probably being out and about. My background is nursing um, and that is always going to be at the forefront of my I guess my mind and almost my skill set in some ways so for Mm -hmm. me being out and about on the wards and going visiting the areas and being able to say hello to a patient or hearing about patient experiences through the different managers on the ward that's definitely my favorite part of the day because I guess it is definitely still the reason I turn up is for the patients. Yeah, and keeping that patient contact, of course, keeps you in it for sure. It does. Well, backtracking a little, can you tell us about your experience at Jen and how it prepared you for your career? Yeah, I mean, I'm really happy to say that I had a fantastic experience at Jen. I started in year seven um, and obviously went right through to year 12. And Mm -hmm. over those years, I had a great Um, mix of different friendship groups. I had great teachers along the way, some influential friends. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm going to be honest and say I finished my high school having no idea what I wanted to do. When I left Jen, I had the greatest fun of my life doing two years of an arts degree out at Monash. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not sure academically I learnt much from those two years, but I had a really good time um, learning different things. Um, And I think that confidence that I didn't know what I wanted to do, I think actually came from high school. I think I was okay Mm -hmm. at not knowing what I wanted to do. But what it did do is it taught me what I did want to do. And somehow or other along those two years, I realised that actually I wanted to be a nurse. and luckily I'd done enough subjects during year 12 that I could just slip straight into nursing. So that's what mm-hmm. I ended up doing. Okay. What was the driving factor that led you into nursing? Probably my mother. I think she would uh, probably subtly, maybe not so subtly, ask me every now and then whether I'd thought about it. Her, her sister was a nurse and I think maybe oh, she okay. saw something in me that I definitely didn't see in me um, initially. But gradually the idea appealed more and more to me and it was a game changer. I think from the moment I started doing my nursing course, it was the, it was this moment where I realised that as much as I'd really enjoyed my two years um, of doing arts, I I realised how directionless I was. And when I started doing nursing, it was almost this instantaneous, wow, yep, this is I've got a passion for this and it, you know, it wasn't something you'd necessarily shout from the rooftops, but it, it, it was just different. Yeah. And I realised all the really good friends that I'd made during school were still there. This was just a different experience for me. That's really amazing. Um, so when you entered your arts degree, did you have any idea that you'd end up as successful as you have become today? No, definitely not. I still sometimes can't quite believe I'm in this role. Um, Everything I've done, all the different roles that I've had in healthcare 
at the end of the day, for me, they're all about patience. And I think yeah. with each new role, I bring the experience I had from my previous role into it. And even if I go, God, I don't know what I'm doing, but ultimately all I care about is patience and their experience. And so I bring that to every role. So if you had have said to me, you know, the, when I first left Genazano that I would be in a senior management position within a big tertiary hospital, I would have laughed um, and said, that's not me. I'm not mature enough for those roles. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess it's just where you find yourself. And yeah. where I think my success is, is that I'm I'm relatively happy in my yeah. in my job. And it still doesn't mean that there are days that I'm challenged. And mm-hmm. ultimately, I think it's happiness. And one of the things that I think is underrated about healthcare, because, you know, healthcare, particularly over the last two years, has been mm-hmm. hugely challenging space to be in. It's it's been fraught with, um, you know, the real highs and lows of dealing with the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, your resilience has been tested like like no other um, and there are definitely days where there's been tears and I don't want to do this anymore and this is too hard. But healthcare, and I'm going to say particularly nursing um, for me, it's one of those jobs where you don't have to scratch the surface to find job satisfaction. And that's really important to me that I'm in a role that I can do something really small and it makes me feel that I'm making a difference. And honestly, some days that's helping a patient find which room they're supposed to be in or, Mm -hmm. you know, it's making a patient a cup of tea. And I think if it's your passion, you're a really lucky person because you can go far and wide and whether you've got, you know, ambitions to be a CEO of a hospital or whether you're just content being at a patient's bedside, Mm -hmm. I think you can do whatever you want in healthcare. It's a great career path for anyone. Yeah, okay. As you mentioned before, there's always the good, the bad and the ugly when it comes to any career. So I'm hoping you don't mind giving us some further insight into these aspects of your journey by telling us a time where maybe you felt under excessive pressure within your role. Yeah, look, and it's hard. It's hard to get away from the pandemic. I don't mm-hmm. think any, and I'm, I don't think anyone who's held a leadership position over the last two years hasn't felt extremely challenged by their role. You carry with you a lot of responsibility Mm -hmm. the uncertainty that we faced over the last couple of years has been really hard at times and at the start of the pandemic I was in my um, nurse manager role yeah so I was in charge of the one of the clinical areas in the hospital and it was hard I mean staff were scared patients were scared there was a really huge unknown um, as to what what we were going to face that day, the next day, the next week, mm-hmm. um, it was it was terrifying. And as a leader, you had to really think about how you were going to manage your fear yeah. and how you were going to make sure that your staff were okay. And it was a really challenging it's a really challenging time. It's absolutely, without a doubt, the most challenged I've ever felt in my professional life. Um, it was, yeah, it was challenging. How did you manage those fears? It's probably one of two things. I think working in health, you're used to dealing with vulnerable people um, and you're used to dealing with unknown outcomes. So there's Mm -hmm. a part of you that's got, I guess, an inbuilt resilience to dealing with those situations. Um, And you do have to recognise that when you're in a management position, you do carry responsibility and you, you you do have to keep turning up. 
Mm-hmm. And I think part of helping staff, helping your team, helping your colleagues, your peers is first of all trying to find a bit of joy. Um, mm-hmm. That's important and finding meaning in why we're turning up and you have to rely on you have to rely on your own knowledge and know that we will get through it together. Yeah. That's it's always so important to have that support system around you for sure, especially within the insanity of COVID. Um, so on the contrary now, can you tell us a time that you're most proud of in your career? Yeah. Um, there's been lots of moments where I've been, I don't know, incredibly overjoyed that I'm in this job. A lot of it is related to patient experiences. A lot of it is those moments where you are able to support and care for a patient. It is those tiny moments. I mean, the moments that stick out to me the most are those patients that will forever sit in my mind as, you know, my my favourite patient experiences, you know, from the 98-year-old to the 30-year-old. In terms of career-wise, I think one of the biggest moments of my life was when I finished my finished my postgraduate studies. That was a really big deal. That was one of those moments that stand out that I was, I was like, you know, I've 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 achieved this. When yeah. I became a clinical nurse specialist, out of all the nursing roles that I've had, that one almost meant the most to me because it was it was just one of those things that I never thought I'd be. And I really looked up to the nurses that I had worked with, those senior nurses, and just was always oh, I'm never going to know what they know and I'm never going to be able to speak to the doctors the way they speak to them and I'm never going to be able to provide that reassurance to patients that they do. And when you suddenly found yourself in one of those roles, it was one of those moments I was like, yeah, do you know what? I I really love my job and I'm going to be good at my job as a nurse. Yeah, okay. When you really started believing in yourself as well. So as you are a successful woman in the health industry, do you feel that there are any challenges, particularly for women entering this field at all? Yeah, look, there always is and you know, I'm a I've got a nine year old son, um, mm-hmm. and I'm a single parent and that's hard. And I think there's no denying that um there's no denying that being in any sort of senior position or working full time when you've got a, a young family mm-hmm. that brings its challenges. So I think you just have to find the balance that you're comfortable with. And it doesn't matter what that looks like. It doesn't matter what that looks like. You want to work one day a week or whether you're happy to work full time, it's just what you're comfortable with. And I think that will that's going to still take a long time for, for women who want full-time senior career positions to be happy with, but I think it's something we have to pursue. So how do you feel that we could further work towards enabling this to happen? They've got to believe in themselves. And, and it, it's true. We are capable of what we're capable of. And it's about being confident in your skill set and it's about yeah. what you want to do and pursuing it and not letting anyone else's doubts. Because when it comes down to it, you've got to believe in yourself. You're mm-hmm. the only one who's responsible for your life and your career and your choices. You've just got to believe in yourself. Yeah. Of course. That's such a good message, especially to spend, send out to a younger audience. Um, how do you create that work-life balance with your home life and work and not letting the two get too meshed together? It's hard. Not going to lie, it's hard. And sometimes, I don't know whether this is challenging advice, but sometimes it's okay for them to be a bit, a bit mashed up together because you're not always going to get that balance right. Yeah. But when you don't get the balance right, you just need to be really kind to yourself because it is hard. And I'm always going to be a mum. 
Mm-hmm. But that doesn't take away from my my job as being a manager and I've mm-hmm. fought against that, hence why I have pictures of my child at work because I am. I'm always a mum. Yeah. Every minute of the day I'm a mum but I'm also a really good manager. That doesn't mean I always get it right but it is okay to not, um, not get that balance right but what you mm-hmm. have to start, I think what I keep telling people is there's no point feeling guilty over it when you don't get it right. You've got to be kind to yourself. Yeah. It is hard. Work can be really consuming. Being a mum can be consuming you're going to make really tough decisions at times and you're going to question them, but you just got to be kind to yourself because ultimately your heart's always going to be in the right place. Whether you go, no, I really need to turn up to work today and I make my panic phone call to my mum and said, mum, my kid's sick, can you can you look after him today? Or my very regular phone call of, mum, can you pick my kid up from school today? you just got to have good supports. Yeah. And ultimately the people in your life who want you to do the best will support you and you've just got to make sure you've got those people around you not the people who are going oh I think you spend too much time at work or yeah whichever you've just got to find your own balance and be kind to yourself yeah and as said it's just really important that you find the people in your life who are going to raise you up and not bring you down it's a really big thing yeah for sure no it's definitely important to surround yourself with people that are encouraging and want you to succeed So what's the best piece of advice you've received from a mentor or even a teacher that was a light bulb moment for your career? Yeah, there's been lots of different, there's been lots of different advice over the years. Um, It sounds cliched, but you do kind of have to believe in yourself and sometimes it's okay to remind yourself to believe in yourself that you know, I'm, I'm not just here because it's opportunistic. I'm here because I've deserved to be. I'm here because yeah. I work hard. Um, one of the biggest pieces of advice that oh, – and, and it centres me even now is that because I work in healthcare and ultimately I can have a lot of really challenging conversations but what centres me is um, if I can't find the patient in the conversation that I'm having, then I'm probably having the wrong conversation. I think that, yeah. again, it's directly related to healthcare, but that sets me up for success because as I said, that, that's ultimately why I turn up every day. You can only do what you can do with what you've got, but you've got to believe with what you've got is enough. Yeah, okay. And I guess that comes back again to believing in yourself. Absolutely. Because yeah. no one, if you don't, no one else is going to. Yeah. Um, so looking forward, what are your hopes for the future? I hope I drive continued success for the organisation that I work in. I hope I continue yeah. to drive really high standards of patient care mm-hmm. on a personal front. I continue to hope that I find a really good balance between my personal life and my work balance but I'm not going to be too hard on myself when I get it wrong. I want my kid to grow up and be a really healthy, happy, um, successful and person and I want to be part of that journey um, and I want to continue to grow in my own career. I don't have like a ceiling where I want to get to this role. Yeah. I just want to continue to drive success on a day-to-day basis and at the moment that's this job for me. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on the She Knows It podcast. We've thoroughly enjoyed hearing about your life and your experience in the field of health. And thank you for inspiring young women to enter a field in medicine. We really appreciate it. Pleasure. Thanks for wanting to interview me.
You've been listening to the She Knows It podcast, brought to you by Genazana Institute and the Sisterhood of St. Vincent's Foundation. Thank you for listening.